So I have two really, really big personal updates to share with you guys. Um, it may not be really fitting for the channel, so I'm gonna leave those at the very end of the video so that uh, if you guys just wanna hear what's going on uh, professionally film-wise and the gear I'm using, that'll be part one and two. And then the last part of it, at the very end, I'll be sharing those two really huge things that are going on in my life. So if you wanna stick around for that, that would be really cool. Um, but for those of you who are just here for the cameras and filming stuff, feel free to just watch those segments. So uh, anyways, we're again outside in my beautiful uh, backyard. It's incredibly hot here in Virginia. But anyways, I just wanted to give you guys an update on you know where I'm at. So uh, professionally, I filmed actually two weddings, which you actually saw on the channel. Uh, the first one was Heather and Caleb. They kind of did like a shorter elopement wedding film. And then uh, one week later, actually, I filmed a more high-end wedding at the Clifton um, with Melissa and Marco, which was a really, really good time. I was really actually incredibly <laughs> nervous about that one. Actually, I was nervous about both of them. Uh, Heather and Caleb's was a really good, I guess, uh, it was still, you know, a full wedding and everything just scaled back down, but it was really good to kind of start things off with a, with a COVID-ish, as I said in <laughs> uh, my Matt Johnson submission when I had him review uh, on his channel. I'll link his video with, uh, where he reviewed that wedding, which was kind of cool. But uh, anyways, it was a good kind of introduction to me getting back into the wedding kind of scene for the year because everything got pushed off later and I hadn't even shot anything uh, second shooter wise. So this was like, all right, we're back into it. Uh, and it actually went really well. I really liked the footage. I did a ton of prep for it, just kind of getting my uh, portraits kind of down in my head, what I wanted. Um, and really just prepping all my gear and stuff like that. So uh, a week later, it was a lot more, uh, there wasn't any pressure from the bride and groom and everything, uh, but uh, the Melissa and Marco wedding was a much higher end wedding. And I was actually working with a planner, which I'll talk about uh, in a second, um, that my wife and I are really good friends with. So uh, that connection was kind of being built through that wedding. So there was a lot more professional pressure, I guess, with this wedding because um, if I do it really well, I could get some really good uh, referrals through that planner and through the friends of uh, the bride and groom. So I, I was kind of giving myself uh, a little more pressure than I needed, which I tend to do. <laughs> um, I'm sure you can relate with any sort of creative thing. You end up really uh, pressuring yourself and thinking that if this fails, then I fail. And that's just not a healthy place to be. Um, but either way, I got through it and I really enjoyed it because once I you know, step foot on a wedding day and I step out of the car and I got my camera in hand, it's like my mental attitude changes to work mode. And then I act like uh, Seth Godin calls you being a professional. So that uh, kind of switch happens in my brain. So I have the second half of those two COVID-ish weddings coming up. Uh, one is in August, I think first or second week in August. So that's coming up pretty soon. Then the Heather and Caleb's is in um, September. So I'm really looking forward to those to kind of add a second half to it. And so what I'm doing with it is not, I'm not creating, uh, I'm not adding it to the wedding film. I'm actually going to be just creating those as like separate little videos in and of themselves. So you have their like their main video where they actually got married. And then you have the second video where they, where it's like the reception and the family and that kind of thing. One mistake I made, um, was not asking for more money for those second events, essentially. So I wasn't asking for uh, another half day cost because I was like, well, I mean, I'll just you know work it into my cost up front and I won't charge extra if I do a, another thing. But I mean, <laughs> after the fact, I'm kind of uh, 
kind of frustrated at myself for not doing that. So essentially what I'm saying is if you're doing an extra shoot, you've got to charge for it. Even if COVID happened and it's not their fault and everything like that, you got to charge for that second thing. So luckily one of the couples offered, you know, because I'm like, <laughs> I heard he said, yeah, of course not. I'm not going to have you pay for that, you know? And I was like, Nolan, come on. So that one I'm getting paid for. I did my normal price, like a half wedding essentially. And then, um, for Heather and Caleb's, I'm not getting paid. So if they see this, I'm not mad. I just, <laughs> I'm just uh, kicking myself for not, you know, charging that. So I mentioned earlier that there was a planner of those high-end weddings that I was in contact with, and her name's Elise. Um, and so she is, I mean, she's an awesome planner, uh, plans a lot of higher-end weddings. And so as I, I really want to break into that high-end luxury market, and I know that takes time and experience and that kind of thing, um, but getting her referrals from clients who don't necessarily have the budget for like, uh, in our area, I mean, the high-end luxury filmmakers are, I think the wedding filmmakers start at like eight grand just for their starting. And I'm at, I think 22.9 right now for my like tiny package, two to four minute. And then I think I'm at three grand for my um, three to five or four to six minute highlight, something like that. She is uh, has been really integral in landing me one, that wedding that I had a, a few weeks ago, but also for future weddings. So my big takeaway from all of this is that so many different, and, and I know because I watch them, different filmmakers on YouTube say, uh, you know, here's what you do on your Instagram or Facebook or whatever to get clients. And those are, in my opinion, supplemental. And I'm kind of making a, a statement as a, you know, filmmaking YouTuber, if you want to call me that. All I would say is that there is no one size fits all do this professionally and you'll get clients. Because it seems to me like the two biggest variables are the people that you meet and the people that you build relationships with and then you as a person, are you someone who other people want to work with? If that's the case, that you're a great person, you do good work and uh, you know some people in the business, it seems to make sense to me that you're gonna get some work. My issue is when filmmakers are saying, hey, post on your Instagram, do this, do that, do the other thing, post on YouTube, whatever, make a website, when what they're not telling you is go out, meet people, build relationships, not for the sake of just meeting people to meet people for professional reasons, but meet people because you enjoy learning more about other people and how they think and what makes them tick because if you actually build friendships, your in-person social network will become wider. And then, I mean, by proxy, your professional network is gonna get wider too. So put yourself around good people, um, people in the industry, try to get yourself around some folks that you think could move your career forward, but don't try to use them. There's like a, there's a fine line between that. So, so all that to say, professionally, what I've found is as long as you do good work, if you know good people, and you're the kind of person who's great to work with, then things, at least on my end, have gone well because of those two things. I know there's a long-winded introduction, but I also wanted to talk about gear, like <laughs> everyone seems to want to talk about these days. Um, I'm shooting currently on the Panasonic GH5 with the Sigma 18 to 35, as some of you already know. I've really loved uh, this combination. Uh, it's really heavy, I will say that. Like. It's not the kind of camera you wanna bring for travel, but in my case, having a really sharp, fast zoom lens has been super helpful to me personally uh, because I get that wide angle 24 mil for establishing shots, uh, which is pretty much all I use 24 millimeters for or 
these videos. This is also 24 mil. 35 millimeters for uh, general like portrait shots of groups, which I found particularly helpful. And then 35 for pretty much everything else, which is a 50 millimeter equivalent. So it gives you a ton, a ton of options uh, when it comes to filming weddings. And I don't have to switch to a wide, wider angle to you know get those establishing shots or indoor shots that are a little tighter. Um, one thing I will say is that it does limit creativity just a little bit. So what I've found is helpful is, is saying, okay, I'm only gonna shoot this at a 35 equivalent for this section. So then I only do that so that I'm forced to compose and I'm forced to move around. Um, and I treat it like a prime lens. So if I'm indoors, I might say, uh, for getting ready prep, I'll just shoot at 50 mil and I'll only shoot at that. So then I'm, I have to kind of move around and keep it as a prime essentially, and then um, be more conscious and intentional about the focal lengths I'm using. Anyways, this video is gonna be a lot longer than I thought, um, but this video really isn't for <laughs> new people. This is for people who uh, care about the channel and care about, well, for lack of a better term, me or my professional journey. So, so the 18 to 35 has been great. The GH5 has been amazing. Having a camera that is so freaking reliable has been something that's been so helpful on many, many different occasions. From the job that I work at the nonprofit doing communications to weddings, um, it's just so, so reliable on those days. So what do I mean? So essentially I set it to C2, custom setting two at 4K 60 all day, my shutter speed set, my ISO set, and the only thing I really need to worry about is white balance, white balance, which I have set to a custom button, which makes it super easy to go indoor and outdoor when it comes to white balance. And then all I have to do from there is just adjust my variable ND on the front and maybe ISO if I'm inside. So having everything set up and ready to go means like I don't have to worry about getting the right or wrong settings. I have everything set up and it just works. Like the flip out screen, the ergonomics of it, like everything works. And I think that to me is the most attractive thing about the GH5 and why I think for now I'll be staying with Panasonic for the time being. And I actually wanted to talk about that too because I mean, <laughs> I only own one camera right now, which is the GH5, because a while ago I sold my G85 and my GH4 to buy this, which I'm glad I did, but I don't like not having another camera because I usually have to borrow from friends or rent. So what I'm doing is I'm beginning to budget out um, what you know, the end of this year is gonna look like into 2021 when it comes to filmmaking. So because I'm getting a few more inquiries here and there, and then uh, actually the folks that I second shoot with, they're starting to refer me their clients, which are right in the price range that I'm looking for as well. I'm gonna start booking more weddings. I think into 2021, I'm gonna be pretty heavily booked. And I, my prediction, as I said in my 2020 goals video, was to be completely full-time in filmmaking uh, sometime in 2021, or at least have a date in mind in 2021. I'm just thinking, okay, what gear do I wanna have that'll really set me for the next, I mean, you can't future-proof yourself completely, but let's say three years. So the next three years, what could get me by when it comes to weddings? So uh, I've decided that instead of buying, let's say two more GH5s, which would be a thousand each or so, uh, I would buy two G85s, which will be, <laughs> many of you will be happy to hear, um, because that 4K 24P uh, is gonna be really good quality, uh, better quality actually than the GH4s for uh, ceremony angle shots. So that's the biggest reason behind that, infinite recording, gets about an hour and a half of runtime on one battery. So I'm not too worried about it at an, on a reliability standpoint. And the image quality is just a little bit better, 
in 4K and it's a little bit cheaper. The 60P is kind of another story, um, but I imagine if I have a second shooter, uh, I may just have them shoot 30P uh, 4K on a monopod. So it's already stable and I can slow it down 80% and then it'll get slightly slow-mo footage with the 30P 4K. Along with the G85s, I'm hoping to buy a Panasonic S1 in 2021. My only issues at this point would be the 30 minute record limit in 4K60, but it does have unlimited recording in 24P. Uh, if you want to you know, set it up as a ceremony angle, I could do that. So lenses, uh, I'll probably talk about in a future video what lenses I'd like to get with that, seeing as it's like ceremony angles and full frame and we'll get a zoom or a prime or, and it has to be full frame because I'll be getting an S1 and all those kind of things. I mean, I'll talk about all that in a future video, um, but I just wanted to give you an update on kind of where I think I'm going when it comes to gear purchase decisions, which are, you know, the funnest thing. And all of that gear talk is super exciting, but I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch, as people down here seem to say, because I want to make sure I'm booking at least 20 weddings next year if, if I'm going to be making that kind of purchase. That's the hope. I've got my website set up, which I'll link in the description if you want to check out my work. Um, I also have an Instagram now, which is, you know, shocker, welcome to the 21st century, um, at Reminiscent Film Co. if you want to go follow me over there. So if you're here for the filmmaking and filmmaking only, uh, this is where I'm going to start talking about my personal stuff. And uh, if you want to watch, keep watching. So uh, two really exciting things. Uh, first one is my wife and I are buying a house. So it's not this one. We've rented this home that we've been in for the past three or four years, and it's been really great. Um, but we've just decided that it's time that we move on to something uh, not necessarily bigger, but better, uh, because we'll own it and I'll be able to do work to it because I love you know, working on things and fixing things. So um, having a house just gives us a lot of uh, stability uh, going into the future, and I'm just super excited about, about that. So we're moving to Stanton, Virginia. I've shot actually my Sigma 30 1.4 review video all the sample footage was from there so it's got a really cool downtown and I'm actually really excited to shoot uh, camera tests and sample footage there because there's just a lot of cool places so uh, be on the lookout for those videos sometime in the distant future because uh, I probably won't be uploading uploading a whole lot after this video because uh, drum roll please my wife and I are having a baby so that's super exciting and that's why I probably won't be uploading for a while uh, along with the house because that's stressful enough as it is and we're closing in like two weeks so I've got a lot of things on my mind along with working uh, a normal job uh, prepping for buying a house um, building my filmmaking business uh, and then <laughs> having a baby along with all that too so it's just super super exciting times but also a little bit overwhelming and I've been listening to um, this uh, pastor by the name of John Mark Comer and he's just been kind of hitting me hard on the whole uh, hustle and hurry epidemic that's kind of hitting our culture and especially uh, the freelance world you know like people are saying hustle 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 and uh, where's the balance and so uh, this pastor John Mark Comer has been just kind of a uh, such a help to my soul just kind of uh, helping me see that you know I don't have to uh, <laughs> post all the time and I don't have to be working and thinking about work all the time because uh, the best work is done when you're coming from a place of abundance and not scarcity. You're not just creating and figuring out things to make. You're making because you love it. You're making because you are 
wanting to make it. It's coming from a place of rest and it's not coming from a place of just being tired all the time, which I'm finding has been true. Um, and I think that just comes from uh, the tiredness coming from doing too many things. I mean, that's, if you count all those things together, that's five huge things. And two of those things are psychologically uh, the toughest things or the most stressful things that humans uh, have to deal with in their life when it comes to just normal life events. Two huge shifts, baby and house, huge. So uh, there's just been a lot on my mind and I'm just realizing that I can't do it all uh, alone by myself and I have to just cut some things out. And so for now, YouTube is going to be one of those things that I set off to the side. I'm definitely not done because I really do enjoy it. Um, and it's actually making some money, which is kind of nice. Um, but I just want to let you know that I'll probably be gone for, I don't know, six months, maybe a little less than that. I might throw a video in a few months just to give you an update on filmmaking business stuff. Um, but just want to let you know that this is not a priority. So if you want to unsubscribe, that's fine. Um, but I will be back later on in the year. So if you want to stick around, <laughs> I would love that. Anyways, I just want to let you all know uh, all of that. I know this was a long-winded video. If you made it this far, uh, <laughs> let me know in the comments. I'm kind of curious how many of you would have made it this far. But I'd really love to hear about what you guys are doing uh, in filmmaking over the summer. So if you guys want to send me an email with some of your projects, and um, I'd love to know what's going on. Um, so I'll be keeping up with comments and emails throughout the summer um, but you just won't see as many videos so anyways that's going to be it for this video thank you so much for watching and uh, we'll see you guys maybe later on this year